welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where we believe no ass is worth thinking that much about. I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week, we are covering the 2005 romantic comedy, The 40-Year-Old Virgin. You called it a romantic comedy. It technically is. I don't know about... I don't know. Also, guys, hi. Yeah, guys, Ross is back this week. I'm so sorry I missed you both the the, the last two sessions. I uh, I had the plague. Yeah. And it was not fun. It was not. Also, I just want to... Just a little round of applause. Could you give me a little round of applause track for Gavin? Yeah. The, the editing bay. <laughs> These past two sessions, I listened to the last two episodes and I I, I found them legitimately funny. I thought <laughs> we've never had anyone stand in before, and I, he did a really good job. And I, I'm glad we know we can call on him if either one of us are <laughs> incapacitated. Before we get started, don't forget go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. That's K I C K N S T R E A M. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, practice the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet. We want everyone to be able to join our little watch party. Um, I was trying to write a transitional phrase to get us from the opening sleigh into the movie. But I've got something. You- <laughs> I- I've got something. Is it filthy? Because all of mine were filthy. No, well, hold on. Hold on. Mine is, I- I've never seen this movie. No. No. Not oh in its entire. I've only seen scenes from it. I haven't told you that yet. I'm just <gasps> now telling you that. Oh, my I've never seen this movie before. This is my first time watching it. Oh my god, we're popping your cherry! Please redact (laughs) that from the record, your honor. (laughs) We're popping your 40-year-old virgin cherry! Okay, alright. God, she's so bad. Over the years... Did you glue this? I wish I had some scissors. Ow! Andy Stitzer has lost a lot of girlfriends. I'm sorry. But there's one thing he never lost. Are you a virgin? Oh, you are hilarious. Mmm, <laughs> this is good. You're a virgin! How can you go 40 years and not have sex? I just kind of stopped trying. We gotta help the man. We cannot let you go on being a virgin. You gotta highlight your attributes. Just wax that whole Teen Wolf thing off. No, Kelly Clarkson! You look like a man-o'-lantern. Universal Pictures presents... I'm Trish. Andy. She gave me her number. My God! (laughs) A comedy (laughs) about the wisdom that guides us. We've given you all the advice we have to give. Now you gotta put it in action. (laughs) The friendships that unite us and the experiences that touch us. We should hold off on the physical part for a while. Like we've never been touched before. (laughs) Hey man, got a big box of porn for you. I don't want this stuff, okay? Andy, for the last time, I don't want your giant box of pornography. No, no. Come on, man. That is so uncool. Uncool is trying to give an honest man a big box of porn, Andy. The 40-Year-Old Virgin. So, Apatow Productions is 22 years old. It's old enough to drink. (laughs) 1999, that is when they started. Here are some selections from Apatow Productions, just to give you, you know, a a little taste. The Anchorman movies, 40-Year-Old Virgin. Talladega Nights, (laughs) Knocked Up, Super Bad, Drillbit Taylor, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Pineapple Express, Bridesmaids... (laughs) 
<laughs> yep. I, like, y- you get it. Like, that <laughs> that's is... where all of this is from. That's the think tank that all these fool-ass films are from. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of them have the same problems that this movie has with the outdated, horrible comedy. Judd Apatow, I hope we're saying it right. It doesn't really matter. I, I don't care. I yeah, don't care. Yeah. He does problematic things sometimes. Apatow? Apatow? <laughs> You know, it came out right after your 13th birthday. I know. <laughs> what an age. Oh, my God. I had braces. I was also, like, nine when yeah. this movie came out. So, I, yeah, no, I didn't see it. I didn't see it immediately. I didn't see it till I got into high school. And then I had a boyfriend show it to me. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. Too long. It is too long. Movie is too, should be 90 minutes max. It is... <laughs> Two hours long. Yes. I'm like, I, I did not need that last half hour. See, and so if we get a lazy in the latter, if we get a little bit lazy in the latter half, folks, forgive us. <laughs> We're trying to move things along because <laughs> this movie doesn't do a very good job of it. This month's theme has weighed on me. I, it, <laughs> only only half. It's weighed on you more, but like, <laughs> only... I'm just realizing that so many things we thought were funny were in fact. Horrible. Yeah, I, when people are like, oh, that did not age well, I'm like, well, it was always horrible. Like, yeah, they were always horrible. It was horrible. never going to age we well. Were, we were just ignorant. <laughs> Me staring at my ceiling at night, wondering why I thought the things I thought were funny were funny. I know. <laughs> it's horrifying. I understand this movie was big at the time and it like launched a lot of these actors' careers. There's so many famous people in this movie. I know. It's like a jumping off point for this like little group. It's the comedy mafia, the Apatow mafia. Yeah, for real. <laughs> You might have guessed it. I'm so glad you're back to doing We Have Names. It's exhausting. It is exhausting. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Especially doing it all on the spot, because I refuse to take We've Got Names notes for some reason. <laughs> Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, Mr. I almost said Michael Scott! <laughs> <laughs> I did. I almost said it with full confidence. Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, Mr. Steve Corral. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say it with my chest. This movie stars Michael Scott. <laughs> he was with us when we did Crazy Stupid Love. He's in Bruce Almighty. He's in the Anchorman movies. Obviously this, Little Miss Sunshine. Remember Evan Almighty? Yeah, I sure do. I never watched that abomination, but I heard it was an abomination. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. God himself was very angry. The most abominable film that I think, I almost said Michael Scott again. <laughs> The mo- okay. Is this going to be a theme? I apologize. The most ab- <laughs> the most abominable film I've ever seen Steve Carell in is definitely Get Smart. <laughs> because that movie tried so hard to be a good movie. And it was not. Oh, no. We will be covering it and we will be picking it apart. Oh, we no. We need to move on. I'm so sorry. We have Catherine Keener here with us. Yeah, guys. She's actually kind of a big deal. She has like Oscars and shit. That she's from that movie being John Malkovich and she's from she she played Harper Lee in Capote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Along yeah, yeah. with is it Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yes it is. Yes. <laughs> you just wanted to say it that way. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh my god, Carrie. What? Oh no, your wrist flapping. What's Do go- you know who Catherine Keener was married to for 17 years? I do actually. Tell it tell me lay it on me. <laughs> Dermot Mulroney. Hey! <laughs> Hey! 
I Welcome knew, back, bud. I knew you were going to love that. Uh, She's seen him naked. En- en- enough. <laughs> enough. We really need to move on now. <laughs> Please welcome to Kicking and Streaming. Please welcome to Kicking and Streaming, Mr. Paul Rudd. Oh my God. I can't believe it's taken us this long to do something with Paul Rudd in it. I'm going to get weird about Paul Rudd later, but like... <laughs> Guys, uh, Clueless, um, Wet Hot American Summer, Anchorman Films. Are we seeing a trend here? Yeah. They, <laughs> these people are all in movies they're all together. In, they're in the Apatow Mafia. Yeah. Also, he's Ant-Man. Yes. He's, he's, he's Ant-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Marvel comes up a lot on this show. It do- Well, <laughs> it's... It, it, <laughs> it's a new Disney. Like, is it part of Disney? Yes. Oh my God! Marvel's owned by Disney. Never mind. <laughs> stupid, stupid me. Um, Seth Rogen's here. Um, you don't sound impressed. I mean, I I have a love hate relationship with Seth Rogen. Right. Like I, sometimes I, you enjoy him in movies. Sometimes he's insufferable. I'm not gonna waste time saying what Seth Rogen has been in. You know Seth Rogen. <laughs> He's been in things. He was in Zack and Miri Make a Porno. Okay, I'll let you do it. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was one movie that I really like him in, is Zack and Miri Make a Porno. It's a weird-ass movie, but, like, I kind of like it. The fact that he was Wozniak in the Steve Jobs biopic makes me cringe. <laughs> we have Elizabeth Banks. Please welcome her back. She was with us when we did that up. Nation that you like called Slither. She was actually traveling back and forth between Canada and California to film these movies simultaneously. Yeah. It's so whack. I do, there's a lot of great little connections to this film. I oh th- my God. We do not have time to talk about them all. We don't. We don't. Leslie Mann's here. She's married to Judd Apatow. I guess that's nice. <laughs> Um, I don't think we've done anything with her in it. She's in a, she's in a lot of his movies. Uh, she was in George of the Jungle. She was! Knocked up. And now we have Jane Lynch! <laughs> I love Jane Lynch! She's one of those actors that like got famous beyond 40. Really? You know what I mean? Like, like it can happen. Oh yeah, they say that like, you know, once you get past a certain age, like you really can't hack it. Yeah. Some sexist bullshit like that. Guys, she's Sue Sylvester on Glee, which is a, a whole thing. <laughs> it's a whole Glee is just thing. a whole thing. And I don't, I, I, I can't, I can't forgive it. I can't, I know, I, can't, I, can't. I know. There are parts of that show that are great. There are parts of that show, mostly parts of that show that are too whack and I can't even stand it. All right, y'all, we need to dive into this. Did we get everybody? Oh, you know, some other honorable mentions. Kat Dennings is here. Mindy Kaling. Mo Collins. <laughs> I love Mo oh Collins. Oh, God. Um, Nancy Walls is here because it's Steve Carell. Yeah. Yeah, she's just in all of her husband's projects. And then um, we have Jonah Hill here. Oh, my God. Who, and I did not even know it was Jonah Hill to begin with. Oh, baby Jonah Hill. He's changed so much. All right. The 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> Jesus. We open in the home of our hero, Andy Stitzer. This guy's kind of a child. <laughs> All right, now come on. Come on, I get it. Okay, here's the thing about Andy, guys. Andy is a prolific collector of nerdy memorabilia. Of the toys. Yeah. <laughs> 
he collects toys. It's not all toys. Like, a lot of them are mint condition action figures that have never been opened, that he's owned since he was a kid. And some of it's just, like, you know, posters and statues. He's got props from movies. I mean, the like, stuff really is valuable. Like I will give him that. It's kind of sick. I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel like Andy and I, had we been the same age, would have been rad friends. I think the toys in the bathroom are a little much. I think that's too much. I think that's crossing a line somehow. Like, I I don't want Aquaman to watch me pee. What Apatow really wants us to know is that this guy's a sad virgin. Like, I just, there's so many things about this movie that, like, it's obviously going to try and subvert. But, like, just, I hate how, there is nothing wrong with this guy's life. No, that's the thing. That's, you know what, you're right. We should say that at the top. There is nothing wrong with the way this guy chooses to live his own life, minding his own business. He's minding his own GD business. And all these guys he works with are just going to come in and completely transform his life for no reason. This country and men's obsession with sex is something that grips society so bad to where we have to have things like the 40-year-old virgin. Like, is he missing out on some things? Maybe. Definitely. (laughs) Like, falling in love can be a great thing. It can be a beautiful thing. But, like, that's... No ass is worth thinking that much about. (laughs) (laughs) Like, honestly, this movie was one of the first things that made, like, opened my eyes to the fact that, wait a minute, sex is not that big of a deal. Mm Mm-mm. I wrote all of Steve Carell's best work is in his eyes. You think so? Yes. Like, he gives great eye. (laughs) He gives great eyes. He bikes to work. Oh, God, it looks awful. (laughs) Can you imagine biking through California? No. No. It's hot. (laughs) But it's good for the environment. But, like, he just, he never got his license. He never learned to He never learned to drive. He never learned to drive. He just bikes everywhere. A lot of things he just never did. A lot of things that just never happened. Never learned to drive. Never bought a car. Oh, no. He's he's on pause? Oh, yeah. Uh, this is a man on pause. I love that. <laughs> so Annie works at the Smart Tech Store. Which is basically a ripoff of a defunct Circuit City. It's a gigantic Best Buy. Yeah, yeah, it's the same vibe. It's a big tech store. Yeah. And he is the stock manager. Also, this whole concept of a technology store in 2005 and what it was in that time. I know. And I'm just like, when when he walks into that store and that woman comes up to him and goes and asks him, no, asks him the difference between HIA and digital videotapes. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what they meant. <laughs> Let's talk about his co-workers, shall we? Yes. <laughs> First, we have Jay. That's Romany Malco. Jay is uh, a salesman, right? Yes, he's a sales associate. Yeah, oh. Sweep- and sweeps in to woo that woman asking about the videotapes. He's always fighting with Mooj, another salesman. Fuck Mooj. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, I don't like moods. I don't like either of them for most of this movie. What are you doing? That's my customer. It certainly is not. When I came upon her, she was unattended. She was unattended because I went to the back to get the brochure that she requested. I apologize, but it's too late. The transaction has been completed. Well, then you're going to give me half the commission. You will receive none of the commission. I need to talk to Paula. This is crazy. I have to remember that this was written by two white men. This was written by two white men. Judd Apatow and Steve Carell wrote this film. And, like, so... Mm, there's that and they just say a lot of problematic shit and a lot of problematic shit and I don't like it and just their whole energy 
energy is so toxic throughout this movie. It's draining. Uh, then we have Cal. That- <laughs> Seth Rogen's here. Yep. He's a warehouse worker. He wears the weight belt, and he's always in the back with Andy, managing the stock. Cal likes to party hardy. Um, okay. <laughs> Do we? When we- he tells, when Cal tells Andy that they went to Tijuana. Guys, buckle up. Over the weekend. To watch a woman fuck a horse. Oh my god. Uh, And like he was like felt it was just bad. You think a woman fucking a horse and you get there and it's it's a woman fucking a horse. Yeah. It was really giving it to her. And you know what? To be honest, I felt bad for her. We all just felt bad for her. Yeah. Kind of felt bad for the horse. Wow, that's something. Why was that necessary? And then the part that really gets me is that <laughs> is that Andy can only reply with a way too long anecdote about how he tried to make egg salad. He just spent his weekend making egg salad. <laughs> and then I just, I, I spent, I don't know, probably three hours, like three and a half hours making, you know, the, the mayonnaise and the onions in and paprika and you know, all the accoutrement. And then by the time I was done, I just really didn't feel like eating it. can imagine. And I didn't have any bread. He made egg salad from scratch. Go to the deli, Andy. <laughs> and then didn't eat any of it. What a way to spend your weekend. Like, weren't there little D&D minis that needed painted or something? What did he blow off that day to spend three and a half hours making egg salad? And then we have Paula. Jane Lynch is his manager manager, (laughs) their general manager, and her name is Paula. Paula's mostly here just to be Jane Lynch. Like, (laughs) it's really strange because I know she's a lesbian and she plays it so straight in this movie, it's arresting. She's here to deliver weird ass lines and occasionally sexually harass her male co-workers. Uh Uh-huh. Then we have David and... (laughs) Oh, David, David, David. Listen, I don't, Paul Rudd's energy is just weird. (laughs) Like, David is definitely problematic, but he switches back and forth from being really sweet to being really problematic. Yeah, because even guys who have good intentions can say problematic shit and and be problematic. I know, I hate the whole that he has on me. I know. I I don't know why that is. I love that David this morning is excited to tell Paula. This is one of my favorite lines in the that movie. He will kill himself and all of them if she doesn't choose something different to play on the flat screens <laughs> besides Michael McDonald. David, what do you suggest we play? I don't care. Anything. I would rather I would rather watch Beautician and the Beast. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours than have to listen to Michael McDonald. Nothing against him, but if I hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground. Such a smart ass. Get back on the floor. If I have to hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground. And um, Paula doesn't have time for that. (laughs) So Cal, David, and Jay are all poker buddies. And uh, I think Mooj is also also in their poker group. I don't want him to be. Uh, (laughs) I know. It's upsetting. They're postulating whether or not to make Andy their fifth. They're standing in a group looking at Andy going, How about Andy? No. Why not? He's a really nice guy and all, but I'm pretty sure that 
he is a serial murderer. Who cares, man? He's a nice guy. I just want to get drunk, fucked up, and play some cards. That's great. Look, I don't want to end up a lampshade in some creepy apartment. That's what I'm saying. He legitimately thinks he's a serial killer. Like, this movie almost did not get made because the studio was worried that people would find Andy creepy, like, kind of like a serial killer. Yes. And, like, this movie would not land well. And so there's all these, like, weird references to it in the script. So Andy, of course, says yes. Oh my god, the fact that he wears, like, a suit jacket and a sweater shirt combo to this guy's poker night, I cannot. I love that they're having it in the store, against store policy. Like, they are having this illegal poker game in the store. Fire them! (laughs) How do they get away with these kinds of things? They're men in 2005. Oh yeah, that's gotta be it. (laughs) I love that Andy is drinking a Fanta and the rest of them are drinking booze. No, 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 yeah, the beer is too hard for Andy. Andy loves his Fanta. I kind of get it. I do definitely prefer Fanta over Crush. So, um, Mooj loses his shit again and leaves. Yeah, he gets up to leave, and then Jay gets up to leave the table because he's gotta go meet his side piece. And he starts bragging about all the nasty shit they do together, like big-time locker room talk type of stuff. As men do, they are exchanging stories, yes. I hate it. About sex and grossness. And Andy is sitting there trying to participate in the conversation, like, oh man, I love them titties. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stand it. How do you not laugh? Andy, do me a favor. Would you please help him redeem himself by telling a real sex story? Yes. Uh... I don't, you know what, I'm, I'm a gentleman and I don't, uh, you know, I don't kiss and tell. Fuck it, I raise you. Nastiest <laughs> shit you've ever done. I'm talking about nasty. Uh, wow. So many stories are running through my head right now. It's so obvious he's never had actual <laughs> sex with a woman. It's so obvious. I wrote, he has no stories. <laughs> he begins to lie. Badly. <laughs> <laughs> He begins this painful process of trying to make up a nasty story. It's so painful to watch. And then they ask him to describe this woman's breasts, and he describes them as, quote, a bag of sand. Play it. What are you you talking about? Have you ever felt a breast before, man? (laughs) Yes. Dude, are you gay? No, I'm not gay. I've been with tons of women. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Yo, answer this question. Are you a virgin? (laughs) It all makes sense. You're a virgin. I am. Shut up. How does that happen? He's a fucking virgin. Oh, knew it. That makes so much sense, man. He's a virgin. They are actually pointing at him and laughing. Like, they put it all together in that moment, right? Like, straight up asked him if he's a virgin. And I love how Jay immediately makes Andy his personal mission. Yeah, he's gonna make it his business to get him laid. Like, your dick is my dick. I will get you some pussy. Oh my god. There's a lot of liberal use of the word pussy in this movie. I don't like people who like, ugh, never mind. He makes it sound so commercial, right? Yes. Like, you know, pussy can be bought and sold and used whenever you want. This makes Andy go home and have a crisis. (laughs) Oh no. He does not sleep. Oh my god. I love the shot of him getting into bed and it's like, ah, it's gonna be fine. I, uh, it's gonna be fine. They don't even remember. Those guys are cool. It just slowly transitions to the morning and he does not shut his eyes. <laughs> and it's time to, the alarm goes off and he goes, this is going to be bad. And sure enough, he goes into work 
And the guys have told everybody who will listen. They made this a problem. They made this a problem. They made this a problem for him. Like his life was fine. And they just completely blew it up. Hey, Andy. Hey. We're going to have to get you some punani. (laughs) (laughs) Andy, it's going down, partner. We're going to be, oh, ah, ah. This for you, partner. This for you. Waves of it coming at you on Friday, Saturday. By Sunday, your nuts gonna be drained. He begins to freak out. Yeah. He's actually running from David. I love that David gets him cornered. Oh, yeah. And then he says, Andy tells David he respects women so much, he stays away from them completely. (laughs) And that he's had a very fulfilling life. Right? Cut to the fulfilling life montage (laughs) of him walking around his apartment playing a tuba, (laughs) playing video games in his video game chair that he had made himself. That thing is sick, and I want one. That thing is amazing. Doing karaoke by himself in his underwear and socks. I love it. I love it. The only thing he's missing is a dog. I know. Or a cat. He's alone. (laughs) Alone. Which is fine. If you like like to be alone that's cool i just you know get a plant or like a pet <laughs> like don't just be surrounded by toys david takes andy to get something to eat and yeah. they're sitting there and they're talking and he's asking him how does something like this happen <laughs> or not happen Andy, <laughs> i love that andy's just like it just never happened when i was young uh, i tried and it didn't happen and uh then i got older and i got more and more nervous because it hadn't happened yet and I got kind of weirded out about it, and then it really didn't happen. And then I don't know, I just kind of stopped trying. That happens sometimes. Sometimes sex just doesn't happen until a certain point. David decides he just needs to learn to relax, and so he invites him out to party with them this weekend and have a good time. David's point is that if he skips sex, he might miss other things, like falling in love and all that gooey shit, right? Yeah. Can we talk about his hang-up with Amy? Um, yeah, so David is, uh, recently separated from Amy? No, not recently, Ross. Uh, oh, no? It's been two years. Oh, wait a minute, that's right, that's the joke, okay. He, he, dated, <laughs> he dated this woman for four months, two years ago. And he's still screwed up about it. I gotta give her the space. She wants to be some immature little bitch and blow everybody. That's that's love, man. It sounds horrible. Of course it's horrible. It's suffering and it's pain and it's, you know, you lose weight and then you put back on weight and then you, you know, you call them a bunch of times and you try and email and then they move or they change their email. But that's just love. He's stalking her. He is, isn't he? Basically. See, see Carrie? Yeah. I, <laughs> I hate it. Anyway. David says that Andy should come out with them that weekend so that they can show him the ropes of picking up women. Andy begins to notice breasts of all kinds on the way home. I love this montage where he's like, I cannot think about sex. And like, he's trying not to think about sex and on then, the walk home. Because this is America. It's on every magazine cover. <laughs> It's on every billboard. (laughs) And my favorite part is when he's walking down the sidewalk and that bus pulls up with like a very erotic perfume ad on the side of it. The bus. Eruption. You know you want it. Eruption. It's called eruption. You know you want it. And like he's he's walking faster trying to get away from the bus. I would sue that company as a civilian for naming their perfume eruption. (laughs) 
I, hello, I was sexually harassed by this bus. <laughs> I don't appreciate he it. He is kind of getting harassed by the bus. <laughs> Just the way he's running alongside it. Come on, bus. And when he runs through the park past the fucking dogs. <laughs> the actual fucking dogs. Oh my God. They are running under a tree. So Andy sticks out like the sorest thumb in this club. Oh my God, when they're out and like he's going to get all this advice. From these guys about how to pick up women. And he is wearing a yellow polo and khakis. He looks like some senator's child at the country club. (laughs) This club is also crazy. Like, there are people just (laughs) vibing. Some people have, like, full bottles of liquor. There is a shot of two women. One of them is taking a shot out of the other one's navel. (laughs) And who... Guys... And you know who I spied with my little eye? I did not notice it when I watched it. Carrie Ann pointed it out to me. Jenna Fisher, (laughs) Pam from The Office. It's like Pam is just sitting there watching them do it. She is not, she has no lines. She's not even the focal point of the shot. She's an extra. You've never noticed it because you're watching the girl take a shot out of the other one's (laughs) belly button. She's just, she looks so drunk. (laughs) She looks like she's having a good time watching them do body shots (laughs) off of one another. It's just wild. It's just wild. And then she and Elizabeth Banks were in Slither together. At the same time. While this was happening. So um, Jay is in the club, standing next to Andy, teaching him how to prey on women. I had a lot of problems with this, and you know I did. Literally tells him to use his crotch as his instinct. Ew. And I, I, I'm glad that Andy is made super uncomfortable by all of this. All you're doing is using an instinct. Uh-huh. That's it. That's how a tiger know he got to tackle a gazelle. It's a code written in his DNA. It says tackle a gazelle. Okay. And believe it or not, in every man there's a code written that says tackle drunk bitches. No. You know what? Uh, I don't feel comfortable hitting on drunk bitches. You know? I don't I, think that's right. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. Here's the thing. I cannot believe this movie ever tried to get me to believe that Andy was the weirdo. I don't feel comfortable hitting on drunk bitches. Like, I don't think it's right. And it's not. They can't consent to sex. He literally uses the phrase, try some wrong, dog. And, like, you can think I'm being, like, a humbug about that, but I think it would be pretty insulting if I were a man and a movie was like, yeah, men just have an instinct to assault women. Teaching him to use his peripheral vision to look at women (laughs) so you won't look weird staring at them. Like, what the fuck? That's sick. Come on. It is sick. Judd Apatow, right to jail. Right to jail. (laughs) Right to jail. Right to jail. Right away. What ends up happening is they join a bridal party. That's wigging out. Can we talk about this for 500 years? Why are they wearing the wigs again? This is her last night as a free woman before she gets married, so they are wigging out. Okay. <laughs> and they. But all- they're all wearing those stupid blue wigs. Like they're all different colors. Like all those neon party city wigs that just—they <laughs> look so bad. No one's wearing a skull cap, so everybody. <laughs> natural hair is just coming through the wig. Nobody gives it. They're all too drunk to give a shit. I guess Andy's able to bring a little bit of humor to the occasion. (laughs) And he strikes the attention of a very dorky drunk bridesmaid named Nikki. I'm glad that you took note of her name because I didn't get her name. I was just calling her Leslie in my notes. Nikki is Leslie Mann, Judd Apatow's wife. She is 
beyond impaired. Yeah, no, she is drank. Um, we have passed impaired and we are in the stratosphere now. She kisses Andy and they decide to leave together and it makes Andy very giggly. You want to drive? Uh, I don't um, have a car with me here. So. Ask Drive it. She's going to drive. She is severely inebriated. Yeah. Like, she is drunk as a skunk, complaining about her ex, not keeping her eyes on the road. She's grooving to get your freak on by Missy Elliott. Oh, my God. (laughs) He's, oh, my God. No, I love it when he's like, he's so beyond nervous. She's trying to get him to tell her she's pretty. Oh, yes. Oh, God. Yes. Looking at me. Mm, yes, you're pretty. You're not looking at yes, me. Yes, you're pretty. Do you think I'm pretty? Mm-hmm. Look mm-hmm. at me. Mm-hmm. Look at me. Mm-hmm. Look at me. Mm-hmm. I'm looking. You're pretty. You're pretty. God, I just want to win. <laughs> That's so you. Yeah. That's so you yeah, when no. you're not driving. Uh, yeah, I, I, get, I get nervous when I'm not in control of a vehicle. <laughs> she finally crashes into a parked car and barfs shellfish sandwich into his mouth. Are you okay? The way that he was like, when she throws up on him, I have expected him to go, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. This is so, I can't believe he's alive. I can't either. I cannot believe they're alive. Drunk driving's not funny. Also, cut to Andy and the guys just breaking store merchandise at the loading dock <laughs> behind smart tech? Are they like fluorescent light tubes? They're just smashing light bulbs. It looks super fun, actually. They're like children. <laughs> We're talking about what a horrible night Andy had. <laughs> uh, this is, I think, where we get to meet Trish. Oh, yeah. They go back into the store and Catherine Keener is finally here. She needs help buying. And I need you to prepare yourself for this. Uh-huh. A VCR. This one looks pretty good. Oh, you don't want to buy that VCR. I don't? No, actually, to be totally honest with you, you don't want to buy any VCR. It's a dead technology. It's, you know, it's like getting an 8-track player or a a Beta Max. And the way that Andy tells her, no, don't buy a VCR, it's a dead technology. And this is 2005, and I'm like, (laughs) oh, is that the marker? Yeah, just uh, about. Uh, I mean... See, but you know what he convinces her to buy? That we also had a combination VHS DVD player. That's right. There, I remember those. Everyone remember that phase of your life? Where you had... Yes, you could play VHS or DVD. And, like, the thing is, is that this conversation is going very naturally. Like, Andy's, like, not making an ass out of himself. He's just very casually talking to her. And here's the thing. She's lovely. Very smart. Very funny. Um, She's also hot. I'm sorry. I, I mean, she's attractive. She's, she's an attractive woman. I find her very attractive. If they were having the office debate about is she hot or is she attractive. Oh, God. <laughs> you want to tell the listeners about Trish's business? So Trish works across the street from Smart Tech. Well, I don't understand. So what? You do what? Well, I take the stuff that you don't want and then I sell it on eBay. So, But you don't actually sell anything in the store? Um, No, 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 I don't. So why do you have a store? I don't know. <laughs> no, I think it's because, you know, I want to maybe look professional and not like a crazy person who's just going to steal all your shit. Um, I feel like this is a scam. <laughs> she literally has a storefront across the street <laughs> where people send her the stuff they would r- try to sell on eBay 
And she sells it? Yeah. And then what? Pockets the money? Yeah. Well, no, she sell, She probably takes like a commission, like a, a, a seller's fee. Basically. Okay, because it sounds a lot to me like this is just a give me your stuff store <laughs> and then I sell it. And I'm like, scam? eBay yeah. scam? The reason that you're confused is because it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> anyway, he gets her phone number. Like she writes it down for him on the business card. Like he didn't have to ask for it. She gave it to him. I love how he decides to give Trish a call and then he do- he's like working up to it and he finally does it. Hello? <laughs> and then he hangs up immediately. <laughs> it's like he was really banking on her not answering. <laughs> he's so cute throughout this movie. Okay, y'all. We're here. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. This stupid sequence <laughs> that I cringe the whole way through. This is literally, this scene is literally just Seth Rogen, Paul Rudd, Romani Malco, and Steve Carell just laughing at each other. <laughs> Part of his plan to like, you know, fix himself up. Bravado. Yeah, get his bravado <laughs> is uh, we are going to manscape like in a very serious sense of the word. He's going to get his chest waxed. I love body hair. Uh, oh no, are you going to be this way? Why would you ever get rid of it? Oh, anyway. listen, it's a little too much body hair for my personal taste. Not for me. But I know, not for you. <laughs> but like, uh, I think that y'all should be, I don't know what y'all's obsession is with having bald men. Like, like what is with that? Guys, it's just your body. <laughs> yeah. It's just your body. The amount of shame that the entertainment industry has put into our bodies is honestly insane. And here's the thing that makes it extra funny. They're taking him to get his body waxed. Yes. Okay? Like, and when Steve Carell takes off his shirt, I had to fact check. I was like, is that all him? And you know it is. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, it's definitely him. Like, no, I'm just saying, like, I never really realized that this is 100% real. Like, they knew they couldn't fake this. They start ripping off patches of his hair. Yeah, and then he's just yelling things. <laughs> He's just yelling random things and then making the guys behind him laugh. It's like, so amazing. One, two, three. Oh, cock, oh. Cocksucker, motherfucker! You pulled on two! You pulled on two! Why did you pull on three? Sweetie Pie Hulk! No, Kelly Clarkson! She only gets five places on his chest clear before he gives up. He can't do it. And it looks like a face. Yeah, it does. It it's looks funny. like a set of eyes, a nose, and a mouth. Yeah. You know what, guys? This is not a good look for me. You look like a man-o-lantern. Man-o-lantern. <laughs> oh, my God. I love how we cut into Cal apologizing to Andy for thinking he was a serial killer. <laughs> a little bit of an oversharer. He is. He then suggests asking out uh, the cute little blonde hottie in the front of the uh, bookstore. Yeah, because all the guys are kind of going to have their turn at giving him advice on how to get women. Like, you know, uh, Jay was the waxing, and now Cal is saying, Look at me. Looks are not important. Really look at me. I am ugly as fuck by traditional standards, but I get with women. Aren't you curious as to how that's possible? I am not ugly as fuck. I didn't say you were ugly as fuck. Well, you implied it. Okay, okay. It doesn't matter if you're ugly as fuck or you're ugly as shit. It's about talking to women. And he's like, most men just 
flat out don't know how to talk to women. I love how this is coming from Seth Rogen. I know. Like he's the one. He's like men's men's biggest problem is they don't know how to talk to women, and asking questions is key, you, and just letting them talk. And I'm like, okay, first of all, <laughs> I don't like the implication. That all women want to do is talk. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what I was also thinking. (laughs) He takes him across the way to the bookstore so he can try it out on the hot girl in the bookstore. And she turns around and I'm like, it's Elizabeth Banks! Uh, Her name is Beth. Yes, and she is just here to be hot. Bless her soul. Steve Carell becomes a different person (laughs) in this scene his whole aura changes he's standing there all suave with like a hand on his hip and like he just he just continues to ask questions (laughs) even as answers (laughs) we have a great um section of do it yourself do you like to do it yourself sometimes (laughs) i mean if uh the mood strikes how is the mood striking you now? <laughs> do you like to do it yourself? And the way she's just like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh <no! laughs> this works. I cannot believe this works. She's like into him now. Yeah. And he like walks away, leaving her wanting more. I cannot believe that crap worked. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Like, do, do the men that wrote this really think women are that stupid? Uh, yes. Yes, they do. I guarantee you. He's like, I can't believe it. I said nothing and she found me fascinating. <laughs> Judd Apatow is literally out here telling on all men, like, completely giving away the industry secrets. God. So that goes well. Now it's time for David's approach to the whole situation, which is basically just to watch porn and take notes. David shows up with a great deal of porn in a gigantic box for Andy to jack off to. It's so weird. Like, can you imagine this is the way it used to be? Like, you had to, like, go to video stores and rent tapes behind a beaded curtain. You had to go get your porn. (laughs) Yeah. It didn't just come beamed into your house for free. Uh, <laughs> I love it. He's got all these nasty ass porn tapes, and then he's also got like taped episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond. I just love that in this world, the world we live in today, you don't have to pay for porn. Yeah, what a time to be alive, right? The internet is for porn. And you don't have to borrow it from your creepy friend either. <laughs> And Andy's like, look, man, this is not going to work. I don't want this here. I don't do that very often. Dude, I've, I've jacked it twice since I've been here. Are you kidding me? Why not? It's not a hobby of mine. Well, then that's the only hobby you don't have. <laughs> no, seriously. I just don't feel comfortable talking about it. You need it. to. You're wound up. You're like one of these action figures all hermetically sealed in your box. You gotta, you gotta play with it. Don't, 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 don't take it out. When he goes to reach for that toy, I fully expected Andy to take his head off. Like, I, like, like, open his jaw would unhinge and just close on his wrist. Don't touch my toys. Who lights candles to masturbate? Do you really want to go through this? Yes! <laughs> He's lighting candles. He's playing Hello by Lionel Richie. He's going to put in one of these tapes. I sometimes see you pass outside my door. Hello. putting on his nice pajamas 
white silk. He's turned all the family photos to the wall. It's like he's about to bed himself. <laughs> it's like he's romancing himself. Some people need a little mood. He turns all his family photos around. <laughs> and then we see the porn selection he chose. Please don't describe it. Space nuts. The model is Stormy Daniels. Uncredited! <laughs> she is not on here! And I did not notice that. Yup. Oh my god. Thanks, IMDb. I love how he just gives up and starts watching Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> Big mood! And he's completely happy with that. He's completely satisfied with that. I was, I leg- I had a very scary moment where I thought he was going to start masturbating to Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> And I'm so glad I was proven incorrect. And you know what the guys decide to do next? I have in all capital letters, oh God, now we're going speed dating. They take him speed dating. Like over his lunch break at work. What the hell? He does not want to do this. He categorically does not want to do this. But they want to see what he's learned in action, which is absurd because they've all given him sort of conflicting advice. They are literally harassing this man. These three men are harassing Andy. Oh my God. They are meddling in his life. To a degree that is really inappropriate. Like, we don't just see the dates that Andy goes on. We see the dates that the boys go on, too. Mindy Kaling is here. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Mindy is he, Mindy Kaling is here playing the infamous Amy, David's ex, who he dated two years ago for four months. And he's totally stalking. Let's go to Paris. I want to take you underneath the Eiffel Tower and make love to you. Cut it out. Cut what out? This going to Paris, we've been broken up for like two years, man. I don't want to date you anymore. You're a whore. I am not a whore, right? Just because I didn't like you. This is so us. <laughs> He's such a miserable little man. Can't handle it. It, sh- it cuts to her sitting in front of Cal after the bell goes off, right? Yeah. You need to stop fucking around with my friend, okay? Because you're giving him hope and it's driving the man crazy. I moved. I changed my email address, my phone number. Okay, he's practically stalking me. Well, I didn't know all that, so I'm sorry. That's right, Cal. (laughs) God damn it. I guess Seth Rogen is the one kind of behaving at times. Yeah, for real. It's not something you expect. So Andy comes away from that with nothing. Do we have to talk about the scene with the transgender sex worker? Yes. Like, I mean, can we just, like, get through it quickly? Because I don't want to play any of that dialogue. Jay invites Andy to a party at a hotel. When he arrives, there's no one there, and there is only a transgender sex worker there. Her name is Jasmine. She's been working in the industry for quite some time. And from what I hear, she's a fabulous entertainer. Yeah. But we're reducing her to prostitute. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's awful. And then... I wrote, not the transvestite conversation. Yeah, that horrible word. Like, what the fuck? This is transphobic from beginning to end, this whole bit. And I hate it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, no, we're not, we don't have to go into detail about what all the guys are saying the day, the, the u- day after. They're using such outdated language and I hate it so much. Judd, shame on you. But anyway, suffice it to say, that whole event sends Andy over the edge. He, he, he can't take it anymore. He marches his ass across the street to the eBay place <laughs> and straight up asks Trisha out on a date. How's businessman? You know, it's uh, it's it's coming along. I mean, it takes a while. Do you want to go out sometime? Yes, yes, I would like that. That'd okay. be great. I think I'm maybe free this weekend if you um, if that's okay. Or you could call me tomorrow and we can just firm it up. Okay. Great. Great. She is so happy to see him. The way her eyes light up when he asks her on a date. 
It's so precious. And she's immediately like, yeah, yeah, I would like to go out with you. And then Jonah Hill being right over Andy's shoulder. Uh, When I saw him, my mouth fell open. He's trying to buy the thigh-high sparkly boots. (laughs) These are giant go-go boots that have, like, the fish tank in the heel from, like, the 70s. And, like, she's trying to explain to him her whole business model, how he can't actually buy things here. Yeah, you can't buy things in her store. You have to buy them on eBay, and then she will send them to you from her store. It makes Riddle me this. (laughs) Why does she need a store, then? It makes zero sense. People are obviously allowed to come in and look at things, (laughs) and Jonah Hill says as much. Um, So I guess I'll just give you some money, and you can give me these shoes, and... You know, I know it seems so strange. Yeah, so I'd just rather buy them from you straight Uh, up. Yeah, I know. I wish it could be that easy, but... I uh... wish too, but you're making it extremely difficult for me. I'm just trying to get these shoes back to my house so I can wear them. He's like... You are making this very inconvenient for me. (laughs) I want to get these home and put these on. (laughs) And you're making that very difficult by making me order it from you over the internet when I could literally just... (laughs) You, you, can, are... you, you can have $49, and I will take this toaster. That's literally what I was getting ready to say. I'm like, you're channeling John Panette over there. Now, you can have money, and I will take these boots, and you're never going to see it again. Classic. Oh, my God. It's a scam. That's That scene convinced me it's a scam. Anyways. Oh, God. So he calls her that night. To set up the date, right? And she's actually available that night, even though she looks like she's cutting up food for dinner. Yeah, I know. She looks like she's preparing dinner and like she tells him, oh no, I'm totally free. The date goes really well. They all, they go to a Benihana (laughs) and she embarrasses the hell out of him by telling the staff that it's his birthday. It's like really cute. Uh, Fun fact, this is the same Benihana they filmed that Christmas episode of The Office in. I'm so happy to hear that. (laughs) I, I, lo- I love that. This would not be the last time that Steve Carell would be in this Benihana acting a fool. I love it. I absolutely love it. So they go back to her house after the date, and this is going to happen. They are on top of each other in her bed. They are attempting to sex. And she goes to the bathroom to freshen up, and she's like, put on a condom, I'll be right back. And the montage of him trying to put on these condoms. He doesn't know what he's doing. I know. He's never put a condom on before. And he cannot figure it out. I fucking cannot. When he blows air into that condom like a balloon and tries to put it over his dick. Or when he postulates that it should also go over his scrotum. (laughs) Oh my god. comes to a screeching halt when the door flies open and Kat Dennings is standing there. Marla. Her teenage daughter, Marla. Who really wants to have sex and is really mad that her (laughs) mom can have sex, but she can't because she's 16. Yeah, for real, Marla. Come on, honey. Obviously, that throws a whole bucket of water on the fire there. Like, (laughs) he's seen her children. They're not going to bone now. Yeah. So he gets his things and he leaves. Andy has no idea how he's going to tell this woman that he hasn't had sex. Trish already feels bad. 
that she didn't tell him that, that she had kids. Mm-hmm. And like, she doesn't have just one kid. She has three kids. She's got a grown son who's got a baby of his own. She's a grandmother. Uh-huh. And then Marla is the middle child, the 16-year-old. And then the oopsie, the six-year-old. <laughs> I don't know what her name is. I, I don't either. I'm just going to call her oopsie. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So we have oopsie, the six-year-old. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, you know what? Maybe we just need to take a little time and get to know each other a little better before we have sex. That sounds like a great idea, (laughs) says Andy. It is a good idea, kind of. This is a fantastic idea. (laughs) So they decide that they're going to abstain from sex for 20 dates. That's a commitment. They're having this conversation, and we formally meet her teen daughter, Marla. Like, like before, she was just screaming, right? Yeah. Like, we actually get to see hear her speak in this scene. I feel like this whole part is just unnecessary. Like, the fact that she's got a teen daughter who's not impressed by him. Yeah. But, like, it's also realistic, right? Like, who is this schmuck dating my mom? Like, I've, where did he even come from? I would have written this differently. How would you have written it? Like, I would have cut the whole kids thing out of it. And then, like, just, I don't know, written him into something else that it, it culminates in him just fucking telling her <laughs> that he's a virgin. You know what? I should uh, I should head out. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, I, I have to give you a ride home. Oh, right. Yes, Bye. you do. Yeah, because you don't have a car or anything, right? Right. I don't <laughs> have a car. Because he, he doesn't have a car and he does magic. <laughs> awesome. And sarcasm is like a second language to me, so... I'm right there with you. <laughs> he charms Oopsie though. Like he's yeah, Oopsie. <laughs> he's doing magic tricks for Oopsie. Yeah. <laughs> What's really funny about that is I'm probably gonna play a clip where someone says her name, and we're just gonna be calling her Oopsie. Oopsie. <laughs> I could look it up, but I'm not gonna. It's too funny now. Oopsie's quite taken with Andy. We get this montage of him spending time with Trish and her family. It's really nice. He's on a tandem bike with Oopsie. <laughs> and he, <laughs> Sorry. He's giving Oopsie vintage toys. <laughs> Every time I say Oopsie, he collapses. <laughs> anyway, go on. I'm sorry. He's giving the kids, like, the super ridiculous vintage toys that you're never supposed to open. They've got them open on their laps, and he's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's very big. Really letting some things go there. <laughs> and, oh my God, Trish teaches him how to drive. Yeah, I know. Isn't that sweet? And they're riding bikes together. And, like, they're talking about their hopes and dreams. And he tells her that he'd like to open a store of his own one day. Really? Yeah. What What kind of store? Well, like a, like, like a stereo store. Oh, my God. That is... Why don't you do that? I don't have enough money to do that. What about those collectibles? I bet if you sold those, you could make a lot of money. I just sold the guy's G.I. Joe for a thousand bucks. Really? Do you have any of those? Yeah. You do? I have 47 of them. I love that they refer to it as a stereo store. <laughs> Like oh, I'm going to go down to the stereo store. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right back. Could you pick up some batteries? You got to get some batteries for that. Oh, you need the big ones or the small ones? <laughs> I need the double Ds. The double Ds? Are those the big ones or no, the small ones? Those are the big ones. Those are the big ones? You need only big ones? <laughs> yes, only big <laughs> ones. Only big ones. Why are we from know. Wisconsin? We're from, yeah, Sheboygan. And that's when Trish talks him into the idea of selling his action figures. I mean, the shit is worth money. Yeah, for real. Like, he's had some of this stuff since he was in the second grade. That's 40 years. Yeah, since he was... <laughs> no, no, well, no, it's, it's like not. it's like 32 or something like that. 
Math. Over is... th- almost 35 years. Yes. <laughs> but like he got these toys as a little kid and never opened them. Mm-hmm. That's how strong his resolve is. Yeah, he's not going to let it go. I mean, obviously, obviously he can wait for things. <laughs> so he's at work one day. Trish calls him while he's at work and she's like, you got to come over. Marla is losing her shit. <laughs> And, like, he goes over to the house, and he interrupts a screaming match. Marla has locked herself in the bathroom. She is in a screaming fight with her mother because she wants birth control. Mm. So you want me to take her? No, I don't want you to okay, take her. I right. want her to keep it in her pants until she gets to college. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Keep it in my pants? Okay, you didn't keep it in your pants, Mom. Hey, Mom. I know. I don't want you to make the same mistakes as me, Marla. Oh, mistakes. Okay, so I was a mistake your sister was the mistake and like guys you just got to give them the birth control i'm so sorry i mean it is one of the best options like you just got to give them the birth control because if you don't they're just gonna do it anyway and then you're gonna have another grandkid yeah educate them so they're not stupid about it instead of keeping it from them indeed because once they have it once they're gonna be like ugh, what was that all about (laughs) i've been hearing about sex my whole life and that was it So Trish doesn't want to deal with that. And Andy offers to take her to the free women's clinic so that they can get the birth control. It's very forward of him. It kind of is. I would not want my mother's boyfriend to take me to get birth control. I mean, practically a stranger. Yeah. (laughs) Practically a stranger taking a young girl to get birth control. Who she doesn't like, by the way. Yeah. I love this group therapy scene with Nancy Walls. It's Nancy Carell, though. It's his wife. If it's Steve, it's Nancy. Yeah, exactly. She's the counselor. I have never heard of this. Like, this is a group of teenagers who just want to get the pill. And, like, we're all sitting down to have a conversation about it with our parents. I mean, it's good to talk with your parents about it. It is. I just never heard of this happening, like, as a prerequisite for getting birth control. The counselor asks if there are any virgins here. Oh, God. And Marla raises her hand and the other kids start making fun of her because they're awful. And this is where Andy does a really cool thing. Yeah. Okay, are there any virgins here who are thinking about having sex for the first time? Oh. Wait, wait. So, so you're a virgin. <laughs> I topped that. You know what? I'm a virgin too. <laughs> hey, you, that's... <laughs> We're virgins too. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? It's a it's it's a personal choice, and and I don't think it's weird at all. He didn't even think twice about it. I know. I, I was proud of him. He didn't want her to feel singled out and weird. Exactly. It's to- it's totally normal, y'all. Exactly. And like they're in the car on the way home, and she's like, "Hey." Thanks for being so cool. And she's like, I totally knew, though, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, <laughs> she's like, you didn't fool me. I knew you's a virgin. And he asks her nicely not to tell Trish. Yeah. He's like, can you not rat on me to your mom? <laughs> hey, you know that guy that you're trying to ball? He's a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? No, I don't. I, I don't want to. Oh, man. <laughs> now we've reached the 20 date mark. And Trish wants to get busy. They're packaging dolls in her room for shipping out. How could you have sex after doing that? <laughs> Let's put away all your dollies and then... I'm sorry. Stop it. It's not that bad. They're it's valuable. Just... He can do what he wants. <laughs> she literally like pushes a bunch of them off the bed so they can have room to make out on the bedspread. And like he suddenly becomes 
very nervous because this is going to happen. I gotta pick those up. No, pick them up. No, 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 no. I have to pick those Let's up right up. now. Wait, we'll get Listen, no, I can't. No, no listen, oh, it's really important because once the integrity of the box gets compromised, this is original packaging, and that's why these things are so valuable. So you don't, you don't screw with that. You really don't right. screw with that. She can't believe it. At a time like this, all he can think about are these toys. There's something deep going on here. There's something from deep inside his brain that's going on with these toys. Like, I just love the whole paradox of it's never been out of the box. No one's ever touched it. No, yeah, there's this movie's doing a lot of heavy lifting with that metaphor. Like, Andy's never been out of the box. He's mint condition. I mean, can you imagine a mint condition Andy doll? It would have a little smart tech uniform I can't. on. I, no. And an egg salad sandwich. <laughs> a little accessory, like in a little baggie. <laughs> what do I have to do for you to have sex with me? Do you want me to dress up like Thor? I'll dress up like Thor. I'll dress up like, like Iron Man. What do they do? I'll do it. What? Everything's always about sex. Why do you want to have sex with me? Why not? Tell me. You tell me the truth. Is it because I have a kid who has a kid? Is that why? No, it's cool that you're a grandmother. I love the fact that you're a grandmother. Oh, God. You are. You're oh a hot grandma. God. Oh, my God. Do you want me to dress up like Thor? I'll dress up like Thor. <laughs> what is it he does? I'll do it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh. She's so sincere. Like, she wants to know so bad. She does. And that comes apart at the seams, and he leaves in a huff. He gets on his bike and goes directly to the bar where they're having a party for Jay. His girlfriend is pregnant. Yeah. And, and they're celebrating at a bar because that's a natural through line for some reason. God. She can't drink. She can't. Andy is drinking heavily. Heavily. Cut to him screaming in Cal's face. I need some poon. You guys are so right, right from the beginning. I need genital to genital connection, and that's all I need. He, oh my God. He is not there. Big he, Michael Scott energy. He's trying to lose himself in that hard. And guess who's at the bar, Ross? It's Beth from the bookstore. Oh, Beth. Yes, Beth is here. Elizabeth Banks is back, and she's already loaded. And they start hitting on each other. So, um... You think we should take this party to my apartment or what? <laughs> I am RSVPing, yes. <laughs> Hope you have a big trunk, because I'm putting my bike in it. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> They go back to her place. And she has the most ridiculous home. Like, she has all of this lavish furniture, like, four-poster bed with gold trim and all that shit. The fish tank. Yeah. The fish tank in the corner of the room. It is It is a whack place. They're both so drunk. They do not need to be doing this. No one should. Like, she's down to her bra and shorts, and he starts, like, strip-teasing for her. I can't. He takes I... that shirt off, and he's still got those bald patches on his chest. Yeah, I'm so kinky. That's why I did this. Because I, I thought it looked... You like to shave, don't you? Let's yeah. shave each other. I don't think you have any oh, hair. Oh, you know where to shave me. Yeah! I want to shave you. I want to shave your head. <laughs> She's like, let's shave each other. I want, <laughs> I want to shave your head. No. <laughs> No, 
no thank you. The way you just wheeze. I can't. Oh my God, it's so funny. I really cannot. It escalates to the point where he's watching her masturbate in the bathtub. Yeah, like she's doing it her damn self. (laughs) She has eliminated the need for him. (laughs) Who knew that men could be replaced by shower heads? I I didn't. And he loses his nerve standing there watching her do that. He finally goes, I can't do it. And here's the crazy thing that someone has to explain to me. He walks out of the bathroom and all his buddies are standing there in the bedroom. Yeah, they're just there. How did they know where she lived? Did they follow him? Yeah, these men are harassing him. (laughs) We've been talking. And look, if if you love Trish, you can't do this. Look, you guys, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I don't even know who I am. All I know is that woman scares the shit out of me. And I just want to go home, okay? Let's go. So Andy gets out of there, and he goes home, and Trish is in his apartment. She's come over to apologize to him and make up with him. And remember, she's never been on the inside of his apartment. Because the guys were like, you can't let her come in here. Yeah, you can't let her see all your toys. Like, you can't let her do this. So, like, she's never been in the apartment before. And she finds all the toys. And she finds Dave's big box of of porn. porn. He stole the model of the vagina from the women's clinic. Yeah. And he just has it for reference. It's not a good moment. What are you, some kind of sex pervert? Are you a deviant? No, I'm not a sexual deviant. What is all this? I haven't even tried to have sex with you. So what are you trying to do? What are you buttering me up for? Oh, come on. But you're not going to try and kill me, are you? Look, Trish. You didn't get a new carpet. I'm not trying to kill you. I love you. I love you. Oh, God. Oh, Trish. She runs out of the apartment and gets in her car. This is where it starts to get unnecessarily dramatic. Like she gets in the car and drives away, and he's chasing her on the bike. Yeah, on the bicycle. He's like full-on Lance Armstronging it. Like, he's cutting across backyards, trying to cut her off. Yeah. So that she he can get her attention. All set to the heat of the moment. Heat of the moment. It was the heat of the moment. Like, he finally comes out of a parking lot, and there's Trish, and he rams head-on into her car, goes flying over the handlebars, and smashes through a billboard for that sexy perfume we saw earlier. You know you want it. Eruption. He should be dead. He should be. He should be absolutely dead. He's laying there in the middle of the crosswalk. And she comes over to him and she's like, what? Are you out of your friggin' mind? He finally comes out with it. I'm a virgin. A what? I'm a virgin. I always have been. Oh, Andy. Is that what all this was about? I'm sorry. You're just a virgin, that's all. That's good, that's a good thing. There it is, finally. And she's like, is that all? (laughs) Is that it? Yeah. I would have the exact same reaction. I'd be a lot less nice. I would literally be like, is that 
all it is? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Because I don't care about these things. Well, I can I can teach anybody anything. So like if someone uh, was if someone uh, <laughs> So if someone was a virgin, it wouldn't be a big deal Carrie to me. Ann. <laughs> all right. I'm just saying we know where you're coming from now. <laughs> So if I were her, I would just be like, are you fucking serious? Let's go. Let's get to it. And Carrie's just like, like, oh, yeah, I'll frolic through the cherry patch. Like, <laughs> Cherries grow on trees, but okay. <laughs> I'm against the wall with shame. <laughs> the wall of shame. Oh, my God. Cut to their wedding. Yeah, they are immediately getting married. Cut to them in the honeymoon suite, and they're, like, getting ready to do it. They're like, like it's, it's time. It's time for him to lose his virginity. It's happening. And it's like, I love that they realized that this is how the movie was going to end, and they really didn't know how to end it. Oh, did they write themselves to the top of Rockefeller Center? <laughs> yes, they sure did. <laughs> they absolutely did. Like they did in Just Move Your Own. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and they couldn't find a way off the top. So, yeah, like, they bone. We don't get to see it. Ha, ha, ha. Thankfully. They, the first time they have sex, it lasts 60 seconds. <laughs> the second time they have sex, it lasts for two hours. <laughs> That's 120 yeah. minutes. That's the length of this movie. Exactly. <laughs> This movie felt like forever. <laughs> so how was that for you? And then Steve Carell opens his mouth and begins to sing. When the moon is in the seventh house And Jupiter aligns with Mars Then peace will guide the planets And love this is dawning of the age of Aquarius, the age of Aquarius. This is so ridiculously silly. <laughs> of, I get, I, like, I was like, I understand why they use this song, but what the fuck? Because it's it's from Hair, which is like, you know. Sexual revolution. Yeah. You know. I kind of love it. I, I really don't know why they felt like they had to end this movie with a big dance party. Yeah. But I don't hate it. I always. This is one of those sausage party endings where you're like, huh? Exactly. Like. So that's it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Let's just let that be it. <laughs> it ends with a stupid musical number. We're beyond it. Like, guys, this movie, of course, is problematic. It's antiquated. It's it, really gross in places. It has its moments, but on the whole, very problematic piece of cinema. Yeah, and, like, that's the thing, though. though. It does have its good moments. And it, when I was a kid... We're laughing, aren't we? Yeah, we are la- We are laughing. But at the same time, we understand. The movie did make me feel kind of normal. At 16, because most of my friends were having sex at that time. Crazy. And I was not. Fucking crazy. And, like, I thought that I was the weird one. I thought I was Andy. You know, ditto. Yeah. I had never seen this movie, but I I think there's a reason I avoided it. (laughs) It just never happened. Yeah. I just never (laughs) saw it. Because you'd ever think it's going to be you, and then you look, oh, God, if someone can be 40, yeah, what's that mean for me? And, like, I just, when it got to that point, when it got to that part in the clinic, 
and he like sticks up for Marla. Uh-huh. I just felt kind of seen. Yeah. And I just I've always appreciated this movie for that. And that alone because everything else about it is kind of gross and weird. You feel that you and all other 16-year-old horny teenagers are being seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so weird, man. <laughs> Not not you saying 40-year-old virgin made it easier to transition into sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, that is what I am saying. Oh, no. And I hate that I am saying that. But, hey, movies have a weird effect on our lives sometimes. But uh, Judd, Steve, right to jail. I like to think that most of the screenplay is Judd. I would hope that it is. I, I, I really hope that Steve Carell did not write most of this crap. Yeah, but, you know, it was on his desk. It came across his desk. He okayed it. He did. I don't mm, mm. hate it. $150 million! <laughs> All for penis jokes. Do you know what their budget was? What? $26 million! That seems cheap. That seems like too for that movie. For the movie that we both saw, it seems like too much money. It's a crime. It's an absolute crime. I feel like they could have done that for $10 million. Well, you're not great with math anyway, so I could see that. Okay. (laughs) So guys, welcome to the conclusion of Fool Ass Films. Oh my god, it's been a long ass month. We're sorry for what we've put you through this month, but it bears bears discussing. (laughs) And guys, we've got a theme coming up next month as well. Oh my goodness. I may regret this. I'm not sure yet, but you, you know what? I think this I think this next month's theme is going to put you in a sense of calm. I really do. I think it's going to I think it's going to put you in a nice headspace. I really do. I hope you're right. Cuz this cuz you, you not only not only do you love watching this kind of content, consuming this kind of content, you love talking about this kind of content. <laughs> And so it's perfect fodder. It's perfect fodder. So I think your next month, your brain is just going to be sitting in a little garden, drinking tea <laughs> with a babbling brook and waterfall. Okay. <laughs> All right. So next month, guys, we are going to do anime movies. Anime. Yeah. <laughs> M-A-Y. Get it? For May. That came to We're me. so clever. That came to me in the shower. I'm glad. <laughs> So, and our first selection of anime Uh is going to be an absolute stellar classic. Say it. Next week, guys, we are going to cover the 2000 international blockbuster hit, Spirited Away. I cannot wait to talk about why it traumatized me. Oh yeah, no, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have a nice talk back and forth next week about how this movie messed me up and then kissed my boo-boos. Like honestly. We gotta keep you healthy because we gotta we gotta have you here to explain everything about anime that I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a very one-sided <laughs> conversation otherwise. <laughs> Look out for that next week, guys. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at kick and stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at kicking and streaming podcast. At gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, be practicing the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet. We want everyone to be able to join our little watch party. More quality content coming to you from kicking and streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, <laughs> sorry, Mom. <laughs> God. <laughs> Gothic news. Gothic news. Gothic news. Gothic news.